What's cracking, everybody? Happy Thursday, 4-15-21, 4-56 p.m. Out here in the dorm, Champagne, Far Par, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. What the heck's cracking? Um, yeah, blowout retail sales numbers today, guys. Blowout retail sales number. Um, you know, does that mean we, we, we flip the switch here and just go bullish, full out all, all bulls? Uh, no, it doesn't because we have conviction and we believe facts over, you know, a narrative of the economy being great. Okay. You know, I'm going off of facts, you know, big, big man Buffett. He says, you know, you do facts, you do your research. You know, if there's no need to be owned stocks and don't own stocks and I own gold, long treasury bonds, and I'm, I'm short some, some of the market. And I, I love that. So I love those position. I love my positioning. I mean, I, I beat the S&P 500 today. I've been beating it, you know, <coughs> the past couple of days. And, you know, we're going to keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, today what I'm going to do is I'm straight up just going all off the cuff. You know, I'm hyped up right now. I have some energy. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go through the city, uh, city group. Uh, financial resort results them to go through the economic data gonna go through some china news some asia news there's a lot of fraud going on in asia you know china cracking down on uh over leveraging you know companies just issue taking on a bunch of overseas debt that you know they can't pay back and they're gonna let them fail because you know china china is coming out with this hard stance that they don't want bubble economies um right and, you know, because the U.S. allows it and the China doesn't want, China doesn't want to have it. You know, it's kind of funny that China is trying to be more of a free market than America, even though they're both not free markets. You know, kind of command. America is a little bit more of a command economy right now, I would say, than China, which is quite shocking. I'm not saying, that, you know, we live under communist rule or anything like that. But the central bank uh, is trying to plan the economy. It is what it seems like to me. That's just my assumptions. And, you know, I'm not here to gripe, complain, you know, talk crap on the Federal Reserve. Y'all know how I feel about them. But, uh you know, it is what it is. It's what we live in. And I'm going off the, I'm just talking about the markets and I'm going to tell you why, you know, the federal reserve, it, it's costing the banks to have some issues here. Um, you know, why these, you know, why China having, you know, debt problems, why there's so much fraud going on in Singapore, you know, Archegos, you know, Archegos is, was, had an office in New York city. Okay. But they're trading a lot of Chinese names. You know, there's obviously something going on there with China. I think maybe, you know, that's a little, that, that may be a stretch, but, uh, I'll get into the stories and you guys can make up your own mind. So before I get too far into it and too far into a rant, let me do the disclaimer here. So I'm a student. I love the markets. Extremely passionate. Uh, love. Uh, let's see. I guess that's uh, I'm not a financial advisor, not recommending or selling investments. Just here to tell you guys the news rant about what I'm seeing in the marketplace. Uh, you know, this is not financial advice. Don't listen to what I say. Make your own investment decisions. Uh, do your homework before you invest. If not, go to a casino, throw down some sports bets. Uh, every investment could have a potential loss, potential profit, you know, up to you guys. All right. So, uh, anyway, let's start off by looking at the market, the market. Well, I mean, I guess we should pre, we should start it off by going through some economic data to give you guys a little background of why the market was up so much today. So today I wake up at 7.30, I know retail sales numbers coming out and I see retail sales up 9.8% versus expected being up five. That's huge. I mean, yeah, you attribute it to stimulus for sure. 100% attribute, uh, attribute it to st stimulus. But uh, I mean, it's just mind blowing, bro. Like that, that, that number, I did not expect it to be uh, that high. So super, super interesting there. Um, Philadelphia Fed manufacturing for April uh, up 
well, it was actually down from the last month. The last month reading was 51.8. We're at 50.2 now. But the forecast is 42, and we had 50 readings, so I guess, so it beat. It did beat there. Um, and initial jobless claims, you know, down uh, significantly. We only had 50, 576,000. <laughs> only 576,000, but we were expecting 700,000, so that's good news. But if you look at continuing jobless claims, uh, that's still elevated. Um, three, you know, you got about three hundred thousand uh, uh, on a continuing unemployed uh, jobless claims, you know, versus expecting a three thousand seven hundred. So the number for continuing jobless claims continues to go up. That's not a good sign. Yeah, initial jobless claims a little lower, but you know, like to see you know if it's if you know unemployment's continuing, are these people getting hired back? So that's super interesting to me. Uh, so that that basically set you know set the stage for economic data. I mean, look, there is some bad economic data too. Like if you look at industrial production for March, only up one point four percent versus expected being up two point eight. Manufacturing production, you know, for March month over month, only up two point seven percent versus expected being up four. Like. I think the economy is starting to slow down. Like you saw a huge pop in the CPI, pop in everything, pop in retail sales because of the stimulus. But if you look at this industrial, these industrial production numbers, you'd assume that the economy is coming back. Production's going to be coming along, but it's not. So interesting there. Uh, and then you going going to look at, uh, sorry, going to look at some other data here. We got the uh, what is it? Sorry. Um, I saw a weird. I saw weird numbers. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, I I guess I. Yeah, the prices paid. Price at Philly Fed prices paid, uh, for April. The reading is a sixty nine point one versus a, like last month was seventy five ninety. So prices paid went down. So you would think you know inflation prices going up for everyone. So that could be you know showing us what's coming. Uh, Philly Fed new orders down from 50.9 to 36. So there is a slowdown coming. You see this pop, you know, stimulus. You know, because we got the stimulus checks. So what's going on here? I, I mean, super, super interesting to me. Everyone's fascinated with these bank earnings. So I went over yesterday. It's, it's not sustainable. These earnings are, these revenue numbers are not sustainable. You know, the, the books, I'm not saying they're cooking the books or, you know, misleading investors. And, you know, if, it does, if you just go dive in and read the numbers, you know, just read the earnings report, you'll realize that they're not as good as they seem. And that's why I'm going to dive into this city rep uh, report on here. Then also Delta, like you, everyone's like hyped about buying about airlines and, you know, retails pour into airlines like these reopening stocks. And I talked about yesterday how American going to 90 percent uh, domestic routing, you know, almost pre pandemic levels like so fast but you got to remember there's going to be people who don't want to fly businesses who are not going to be you know paying for their employees to go travel they can just do a zoom meeting save uh i don't know how much an airplane ticket is now and i i really uh i, I don't i never really knew how much uh, i never really know how much airline tickets cost uh to be honest with you so i'm a bad person to ask but you know clearly there's not gonna be as much as demand i think and it's just gonna be a future future issue um and, and, and yeah, it's going to come back. It's going to come back for sure in like five, like over over time. But initially, you know, people are going to airlines are going to have to get used to. You know, businesses are not going to be traveling as much. People will always travel, but you know, some people might be a little scared. 
Uh, no, I don't, I don't think my mom will be going on a flight anytime soon, but I, I mean, I hope that changes. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm not trying to bash on anyone, anything. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, Delta, they had a, they had a quarterly loss, a year, a year over year loss. Uh, you know, Delta is the fi- most financially sound airline I would say out there. Um, the fact that Delta's, uh, you know, showing some problems in their earnings, you know, they, they, they're, they pay, they said they're going to pay down 10 billion in debt over the next quarter. But they still have twenty. They have twenty nine billion outstanding in debt. Like they say, they're deleveraging. Sure, you're deleveraging. Still have nineteen billion in debt, guys. Don't forget about that. Um, you know, still going to be really, really, really tough to come out of this pandemic super strong. And so, we'll get into those earnings. I mean, I just want to go over Delta because you know it kind of paints a picture that if Delta's the most financially sound airline out there right now. Then how is you know United's earnings going to look? How's Americans airline airlines earnings going to look? How are these low co- ultra low cost carriers going to be looking? I mean, my opinion, not great at all. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I hope they do great because I need to have an airline job in uh, five years or so. Honestly, probably I I would hope a lot sooner. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like realistic. I mean, I think that uh, you know they're hiring pilots back again, but they got to. I mean, if they want, if they really want to, like. They want to run a good business. Why are you bringing pilots back? Um, why are you bringing... I don't know. That's just my thoughts. So anyway, but, but enough of my airline rant. Let's get into the market today. So I guess we'll go look at yields. And, you know, I love this. I freaking love this. I've been saying it's going to happen for a while now. 30-year, uh, down 5%. Uh, to, so we went from uh, 2.29 to uh, 2.21 at the close. So, yeah, beautiful day there. Yields coming down. And I think when you saw that super, 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 uh, you, you know, you would think when you see super, super high retail sales that, uh, you know, pe- inflation's in a pot, you know, people are going to think inflation's coming back. Um, but that's not what the market thought. You know, they immediately just sold, sold off, the yield sold off after hearing that news, which makes me think, you know, they're possibly, possibly seeing this bad industrial production data. In, in my opinion, I think it's pretty bad manufacturing production data. And they're saying, look, the economy is slowing down. The Fed is going to have to start doing QE again. Growth is going to slow over the next 10 years. I also didn't even mention that I have the uh, long-term economic projections from the Congressional Budget Office. I saw in a Bloomberg video, this one credit manager was saying, check it out. It's pretty eerie. And boy, I checked it out. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty freaking eerie. So uh, I'll get into that later on, but that that'll explain why that like, that also explains why yields are down so much too. So you know, the 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 numbers are misleading. You know, banks no expansion of credit consistent in the city earnings. You know, the, their deposits, their their liabilities are going up, but you know, the loans, the assets, they're not going up. So uh, and you know, it's flipped like that for banks. So <sighs> five year yield down seven percent. Uh, real yields down down big today, and you know that's gonna con- you know leads me into my next thing with gold. Gold popping off, gotta love that. Uh, bit it's about time. I'm positive in my gold position. I'm stoked. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry about that. Nothing, nothing that rant there. But looking at the dollar, the UUP, I believe the dollar was down on the day. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The dollar dollar flat, dead even on the day. Oh my gosh, but right now, over after hours, the dollar's up 79 bips. What? FX markets. Yeah, okay, and then it's just the UUP that's going crazy after hours because, yeah, looking at the foreign exchange markets, nothing nothing uh, too crazy is going on. I'll be monitoring it overnight. But, uh, 
yeah, dollar flatter than day, so it didn't really have a factor on gold. But, you know, the yields coming in uh, bigly, as Donald Trump would say, um, you know, definitely had a major impact on the gold market. Look at 10-year yield down 6%. Went down from opened at 161, closed at 153. So major moves out there. And I mean, I'm telling you this. I'm, I've been saying, look, yields are going to come back in. They're going to come back in. The market's going to start pricing in that, look, this inflation might be transitory. I think they're starting to see through the numbers. I hate saying inflation's transitory because I sound like freaking Jay Powell over here. But, uh, I mean... The inflation, it's more of a disinflation, I would say, and you some could call it a deflation, but you're going to see elevated, you know, certain prices such as gas, energy, but then in other places of the market, housing is, uh, housing is going to happen. You're going to see the prices come down drastically. And I mean, the whole CPI is BS. I mean, if you look at housing prices <laughs> over like the past year, past couple of years, you know, they've gone up dramatically. You look at stock prices, they've gone up dramatically. You look at uh, lumber, gold, stuff like that, you know, up pretty big over the past couple of years. And you look at the dollar, the dollar has not gotten stronger, it's gotten weaker. So that's just a sign that, you know, there is inflation. You know, I'm not saying that there, that there isn't inflation, but in CPI terms, there's no inflation. You know, CPI is not right. You know, the politicians don't want you to know that there's inflation, and, you know, the big boys, because, you know, there's a tax. Inflation is a tax on people. And I mean, I sound like Peter Schiff, sound like I'm going on a crazy rant, but it's just true. Um, so there, like inflation has been here, but in terms of, uh, you know, it's going to be a more disinflation kind of thing. And you've seen like just crazy, crazy run-ups in housing prices, crazy, crazy run-ups in stock prices. You know, it's, it's going to switch terms. And then, but as that, those go down, other prices could go up. So it's a big disinflation. It's a big disinflation, you know, not deflation. It's just inflation's not going up and it's not collapsing. So that's kind of my thing, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Dow, the Dow, obviously, off of those retail sales, going to pop off. S and P is going to pop off, but you know, it's just fascinating to me that people were that the TLT, you know, twenty-year Treasury, was just cranking today. You know, yields coming in quite a bit. You know, the bond market probably saying, okay, yeah, no, we we un- we're looking through this data now. You know, maybe maybe the CPI peaked out because you know, if, if you look at some other like numbers like industrial production. Uh, Capacity utilization rate down, uh, down about one point three percent. You look at manufacturing data from other countries; it's down. So the economy is kind of slowing down here. You know, we need that stimulus. We need QE. But you know, the whole question is: is the Fed is in such a tough position? You know, do they do QE, or or what? Do they, are they going to do start doing more QE? Are they going to start tightening rates? It's like they do more QE, then they enable the the stocks to just go through the roof and prices to keep going up but then if they tighten then the whole system collapses on debt it's it's funny and then they act like they know what they're doing i'm a i'm a sophomore in college man and and i understand that you know i don't think jay powell like true I, i don't know if he like i don't know he's either the biggest con man liar of all time i mean i i bet you he's a smart guy and a really like nice person like, but I just don't think he knows what he's doing, and I don't think Janet Yellen really does either. Quite to be quite honest with you, but uh, sorry, I guess that I'm just going on a rant about the Fed, so I should just stop right now. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm just trying to interpret, you know, this whole this sell off, this well, not sell off in bonds, sell off on in yields, aka buying of bonds. So 
fascinating me, fascinating. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, I've been saying it for a couple months now, TLT and GDX. And I've been going, yeah, well, you know, short-term gold may take a hit. Doesn't mean I'm tr- trimming my GDX position, even though I've <laughs> on the podcast I've been like, I want to. But I'm not, I'm not going to because, you know, gold has to be a core position in my portfolio, and it will be. It's a hedge, and I know over the next, you know, five years it's going to do insane, in- insanely great. So... Uh, I'm loving that with the gold TLT. Loving that action too. Um, it's it's nice to ha- like have some reassurance. You know, long bonds, long gold. Real yields are going down, so uh, get ready for that. Low the lower the yields go, the lower the growth is going to be. Remember that. Uh, people saying saying that you know economic the yields are going up because you know they're expecting a bunch of growth. Um, they're expecting a bunch of growth. It's like okay, yeah. They're I don't know how much growth they're going to be, buddy. Um, so I guess we'll go to the market. Yeah, Dow up ninety bips, S and P up one percent, and you know also you can contribute this to you know yields being up, uh, yields coming back, coming back down. People going into you know big tech names. Yeah, because if you look at you know the Russell, which is more small business mom and pop. You know Russell actually was down on the day. Oh, actually it was up. Sorry, I guess it came back. Yeah, it, it finished up 42 bips, but it's down significantly compared to the other indices. Um, so let's get right after it. So gold up 4%. <laughs> Gotta love that. GDX up 4%. I think the GLD is up like almost 2 um, Yeah, up 1.62. You're going to get a bigger jump in the miners. You know, obviously they're more volatile. VIX only down 2%. You know, big, big day on the market. You think that everyone's going to be dumping volatility with the fact that it's now it's only down 2%. Um, we opened at 1678, closed at 1657. Obviously, you know, VIX is not getting sold off hard, which makes me think that, you know, people are still extremely cautious. You know, oil today up 53 bips. Uh, I would expect it to be up on a day where the, you know, yields are coming in. And, uh, I mean, dollar, dollar is flat, so it should be, you know, a nice day for oil. And we got, you know, the solid inventory numbers the other day. The question is, is, is the invest inventories continue to go lower or, you know, are going to have this big supply buildup? Um, XLF, you know, yields are down quite big. So you'd expect the banks to be down, but they're only down nine bips. Possibly, you know, G- Citigroup helping out those earn, uh, those banks go up off their nice earnings report. <laughs> Uh, the XLK today, so XLK is a technology sector ETF. So obviously, with the yields coming in, <laughs> like coming big in, in big like by a lot, and when I say coming in, going down, um, you know the ten years down almost nine nine percent. So it's going to be great for technology, and you know, I bet you ARKK popped off today. So technology up one point seven two. TLT the beast rover 140 again love to freaking see that one month chart looks great three month chart still still down in the dumps but you know hopefully we're making a run back up um so up 1.67 you know love to see that i've been calling i've been saying at TLT for a while now still hold it <sighs> next couple months here XLE energy down 81 bips interesting that energy continues to get uh sold off here off the highs uh we'll see what happens uh, like then again, long term energy is going to be a great sector. So just have your na- have your names. Just like be picking your names and you know be holding on to them. If you're in it for the long term or uh, you know continue to do your research, you know what I mean. I think it's still a great buy uh, the energy sector. So yes, nonetheless Tesla up ninety bips. You know interesting that Tesla didn't have a bomb day with yields down and um, with yields down. I mean I would just assume you know Tesla <laughs> high beta growth name. 
going to be popping when the yields are coming in. So, but the, it did not. Surprising to me. Eh, kind of kind of surprising. But uh, then again, it's it's still at 700 bucks, <laughs> which is kind of insane. But, uh, yeah, the, the uh, MJ marijuana ATF down 66 bips. whoop de do. Corn down five, uh, sorry, up five bips. Soybeans up 47 bips. Wheat up 63 bips. Every day, these guys are these guys beast. Every day, uh, you know, you I honestly would think that they'd be up quite a bit based off that you know retail sales number. And like, oh crap, people are gonna be buying more corn, soybeans. But you know, that was just you know my thought right there. Uh, you know, the, I mean, if you look at the three month chart, one month chart, you know, it's just great on these things. They continue to perform each and every day. Um, silver up one point eight seven percent. Gold up one point six two. Real yields rates uh, going lower, so going to be good for these metals let's see here the pave infrastructure index up 47 bips you know i would expect that after seeing uh the higher elevated retail sales number um so yeah there we go riot blockchain crazy day crazy crazy day down four percent but you know we went we opened at 50 went down to 43 closed at 48 um i was texting my friends my dad today i was like yo if riot goes under 35 yeah we, we, you have to scoop in you know the rule is riot under 35 riot under 40 even but i go 35 because i don't want to hop in at 40 i think bitcoin is kind of expensive right now i mean i, I and, and especially ethereum ethereum's at oh my gosh it's at 2520 dang <laughs> yeah crazy crazy run up in here um and it's just it's a crazy speculative bubble right i mean there's definitely value in cryptocurrencies and d don't get me wrong it's just man i i i i i think that right now that is these runs have just been absolutely insane and monster and it gets to the point where it's just disconnected with reality you know, the economic conditions are not that great. And, you know, people, you know, the higher it goes, the bigger the bubble goes, the harder it falls. And so I'm going to keep my position on that, like how I feel. Like I still love crypto and I still have ADA. I still have some currencies, but, you know, it's all a long-term game. Like I, I definitely trim my some of my positions today and I definitely am looking for a better entry point. You know, I bought Bitcoin for 32000 and for 38000 Back in January, I sold at fifty eight thousand, and I mean, I bought it for thirty, almost half of what it is now. Well, like a little under half, but it just blows my mind. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a crazy bubble at twenty thousand. So we'll see where this goes. I mean, I, I call BS to be honest with you, but you know, it doesn't mean I'm a crypto hater. You know, people are gonna be like, oh, you're you hate crypto. No, I think the blockchain technology and the technology behind crypto is insane, it's super cool, and it is the future. The whole thing is, is you know, everything has a speculative bubble at some point. Like, look at the tech tech industry. You know, look at Amazon. Amazon was in the dot dot com, excuse me, dot com bubble. So, I guess that's my crypto rant for the day. But it doesn't mean I hate crypto. I just think that you know there is a correction coming, and you're. Uh, I would not be chasing it here, but then again, I'm is, I'm gonna say this and it's gonna go up to like seventy five k. Just guys had them like screw you, Max Torres. Anyway, Jo the Beast up uh, one point nine nine percent. Yeah, I, I call it the Beast every day, but I'm probably gonna unload some. 
uh, in a bit. You know, the retail sales up quite a bit, so maybe it's up because people are like, heck yeah, we're going to Starbucks. But uh, you know, if you do see a correction in the market, you know, these all the agricultural commodities will take a hit and go down with it. But, you know, if you're in this whole inflation camp, higher prices, you know, coffee and the coffee indexes, you know, coffee is a commodity that hasn't had a crazy rise like corn, wheat, and soybeans. So that's why I think Joe's just a great play. You're going to get a lot, a lot of upside potential. GameStop, I mean, up six, down 6% in a, uh, at 156.44 uh, right now. We'll see if it goes higher. We'll see if it goes lower. I mean, it's always captivating, interesting to look at. Gotta love it. Um, the story is just insane. And the fact that it continues to have these crazy moves each and every day, just I think it's fascinating. Uh, AMC, uh, up 5%, uh, 990 right now. I mean, these two socks, don't don't go buying into them. That's, you know, I'm going to get screwed I'm going to say don't buy them and they're going to pop off the next day. But uh, the whole thing is, you know, if you're a long-term investor, I would hope you are. That uh, you know these things are not th- these prices are not sustainable. I mean, I think that AMC has a better chance of uh, you know doing something with their business. Everyone says that GameStop can go into e-commerce. You know, yeah, that's true. But will it be will it be worth one hundred fifty six dollars uh, stock price? Probably not. Um, AMC, you know, has some potential. I would say to like maybe make a recovery. You know, I don't think that people a lot is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a select few like po- of the population that you know loves movies. I honestly, like, don't remember the last time I went to the movie theater, to be honest. I probably, I just, I probably for, like, Star Wars or something, but, you know, some people love that stuff. But I'm not really a cranky movie guy. Uh, so I'm just very interested to see, like, what the demand is, you know, once everything opens up, will AMC come back? So I, and I think that has a better chance to be profitable. I mean, they still own so many theaters and such, so that's, like, a lot of money. But GameStop has so many locations, too. So, I mean, the whole point is, is these companies, as Buffett likes to say, if the whole world shut down, you know, in the stock market stop trading, would your company still be profitable and make money? And, like, that, you want to think about the business. And, you know, GameStop, I don't know. AMC, I don't know. EEM emerging markets up 91 bips, you know, going to just be going up with a broader market today. Same up at the same amount as the Dow, pretty much. You know, the dollar is flat, so not going to really affect these uh, the emerging markets as much. LQD investment grade bonds, corporate bonds, uh, higher quality credit per se. Uh, yields were up today, right? Uh, no, sorry, yields were down. You know, Treasuries were down. TLT was up a big today, so that you know LQD is going to be you know moving pretty much in line with that. Not nearly as much as the Treasuries. But uh, still up 62 bips nonetheless. High yield bonds up 40 40 bips. You know, high yield uh, not as not up as much because you know the yields are coming back in. Um, you know, and that makes investment grade a little bit more attractive. So interesting there. I mean, still baffles me why people want to buy junk credit right now. And I guess we'll get we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, Nasdaq up 1.3, the highest of all the indices. Obviously, you know these tech growth names run off the dcf models you know this kind of cash flows when you have a low interest rate makes these you know valuations go way higher and so nasdaq was pumping uh if i didn't mention it you know we're all-time highs here so uh russell 2k up 42 bips the smalls of all the broader uh, major indices and uh you know well i'm just super interested to see where we go from here um 
you know, the Russell's been ha- Russell's been having a little bit of struggle compared to the broader market. So I mean, I'm just you know fascinated by why where by where we're gonna go. Um, yeah, just absolutely fascinated because I just the market's supposed to be a leading indicator, and you know, looking out into the future, you know, you go look at the Congressional Budget Office's um, GDP predictions for the future. Um, yeah, real GDP. Let's just say it doesn't ever grow after 2021. Um, it's pretty much stagnating, going lower, staying at 1.6% growth rate up until 2051. So, uh, sorry, I, I guess I, I, I went right to that chart already, but, uh, interesting to me and, you know, ever a leading indicator, we're not seeing that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, silver miners up 4% killing it out there. Gotta love that. Um, and then let's get into you know, Bill Huang stocks, uh, Bill Huang's, you know, boys. Oh, well, actually, Arc, Arc Innovation up 1.4% in line with the NASDAQ. Makes sense. High growth, high beta. Going to be doing well with uh, lower rates. All right, KRD, Regional Bank Index, down 52 bips, a little bit more than XLF. Going to make sense. You know, yields coming in. I mean, I'm surprised these things weren't sold off harder if, you know, yields took such a big hit, such a big hit today. You know, down uh, 5% plus on the 5-year, 10-year, 30-year. Um but the regional banks only down 52 bips so interesting to me but i mean they were down 2% at one point in the day but uh we'll, we'll see we'll see how they continue to perform i mean if you go look at the one month when i was telling everyone short regional banks you know the chart looks nice if you went short so uranium up 89 bips got to love that yo low yields dollar flat going to be good for commodities for the most part um viacom down 2% uh, down 2.41%. Baidu, down 2.79%. JD.com, down 81 bips. Discovery, down 1.46%. Vipshop, down 82 bips. IQ, IQII, some tech, Chinese tech company, down 1.17%. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Who is buying these? You know, like, who, like, sorry, not sorry, sorry, sorry. People are dumping shares still. This Archegos is... <laughs> the fact that people are saying it's not going to be contagion and then i mean i guess i'll get right into it because you know these are always the last stocks of the day coinbase down 1.68 percent um but you know the banks banks you know flat on the day for the most part but the fact that these names are still going down and you know when some of these stocks are good quality names Viacom, Baidu, for example. I don't know enough about Discovery, Vip Shop, IQ. I, th- I know a decent amount about JD.com, but not enough to you know give you guys a full rundown. But I know Viacom and Baidu are like I would own those two. Like I would own those names, um, and especially Baidu. More more so for Baidu. But uh, continue to get hit. Continue to go lower. Who's dumping shares? Why is it going lower? There's stuff stuff underneath the surface. <laughs> that people aren't seeing and you know including myself but I, I, that's how I, that's how I know um I'm going to look at you know other other data you know just China you go look at their bank uh is it they don't have this picture on here I have it on my phone good thing you're know, looking at the the onshore debt problems in China total onshore debt defaults in China in 2020 highest ever 2021 we're higher than the levels we were at in 2018, 2019 for onshore SOE defaults. Um, 
higher than 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. And, you know, Ron Pace to outbeat, to beat 2020, beat 2018, beat 2019 for total defaults. So this is showing that China's not, you know, letting, uh, they're, they're, they're going to let the companies fail because, you know, they don't want to have this whole zombie, low growth, fake business economy is the U S is having, you know, trying to rival, uh, United States, I would say, and like they're trying to surpass us because that's our economy right now, and they're trying to say, no, we're about free markets. We're gonna let the market solve the problem. And for to me, like that, that's just that that makes China kind of attractive. No lie, call me a communist, but uh, I mean, it's like <laughs> interesting to me. If you look at total onshore defaults, uh, onshore SOB defaults in twenty nineteen, they're at nine point five, and twenty twenty one, we're at thirty four point four already. No, twenty twenty. You had 79, uh, and this is in like in yuan terms, and then you had 79 billion default, and then you had, right now we're already at 34, and four months into the year. You know, this chart, I put it on my Snapchat story, if any of you guys are on that, and who listen, I mean, I guess the only person who's not, who listening is my dad, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's super, super interesting. Basically, there's this company called Herowang in China. I mean, I'm just going right into it. I, I kind of skipped the city earnings, but I'll get into that. I'm just ranting here off the cuff. But this company called Herowang, it's like a Chinese comp- bank that was formed out of like the Asia debt crisis in the 90s. Basically, it, the job of it, the main role was a state-owned company, was to go in and buy distressed debt, okay? So they'd go in and buy... Uh, <laughs> They would go buy like you know the junk credit and the debt that was gonna default, and so that way, basically they were trying to avert a huge crisis. So they had a big bank go in buy all this uh, unsecured junk credit to basically you know save every everyone else and you know prevent defaults from happening. But with Hurling. They just started making crazy, crazy deals, trying to make do business deals with you know Morgan Stanley, uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, and basically you know this guy just started making you know crazy, crazy, crazy credit uh, taking on crazy credit risk, and basically it's one of the major big banks in China, and the distressed debt manager borrowed seven twenty three billion from overseas uh, overseas funds, overseas lenders, and you know there's there's a lot of trouble and we you know people are saying that this bank's about to collapse and is china gonna let it collapse or are they gonna go in and bail them out but you know xi jinping has been you know he's trying to crack down on corruption over in china right and so and this whole thing is you know we don't want zombie companies you know they go out and call the u.s you know bubble stock market and all this stuff so that's kind of that me got me thinking okay they're not going to bail out this bank well then what impact is that going to have on the chinese banking system what effect is that going to have on the world you know um that's 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 just super interesting to me um and so they have a huge debt problem and a debt crisis and it's just going to be very 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 easy to see uh very very interesting to see where where what happens where is this who's going to bail out this company you know if they default who how is the debt going to be restructured what does this mean for the broader financial markets that's something i'm paying attention to um I I, di- I probably did a really bad job of explaining about um, about Hurling, but uh, it's something to have on your radar. You should definitely go read it and research it yourself. I would honestly just pulled up the Bloomberg article, was skimming over it. I read it last night and it fascinated me. I want to go dive in to Capital IQ and see 
you know, who, who, who does business with this company. Um, so yeah. Um, see, all told, her Wang owes bondholders at home and abroad equivalent to $42 billion. Some $17 billion falls due by the end of 22, according to Bloomberg compiled data. Um, so the, basically the whole idea why Hurwang was created, it was created to like avert a crisis, you know, to contain a swelling of bad loans from Chinese banks. But basically, you know, that's not sustainable. It's eventually going to come back to hit you. You know, then they start, you know, taking on, uh, issuing crazy debt, uh, crazy amounts of debt. And, you know, the bondholders, people who own their bonds, they're, they're going to be the ones who suffer in, in the end game. So the bondholders get bailed out or does this company just go under? Interesting. And then going into another Asia, <laughs> Asia, you know, fraud case, Singapore's traders lavish lifestyle allegedly fueled by $740 million fraud. And so it's just like, look, there's stuff going on underneath the surface with the debt markets, the credit markets, the bond markets, people taking on crazy amounts of loans and leverage. And ultimately, just it's fake. It's, you know, not (laughs) it's it's fake. And, uh, you know, lots of fraud going on, fraudulent loans, you know, people lending like crazy to businesses that aren't going to be able to pay back and it's just a it's a disaster waiting to happen it's a disaster waiting to happen i mean that's all that's all i really want to say about that so let's go into city's earnings okay city group and so look their net income of 7.9 billion revenues of 19.3 billion returned 2.7 billion to capital common shareholders repurchased 23 million common shares and uh so yeah you know Look, great numbers, right? You know, I, I, I'm not complaining here. Look, their total revenues up seven percent. Uh, <laughs> sorry, their net income, net income up uh, from two thousand five hundred thirty-six million to seven thousand nine hundred forty-two million, and it's more than that. It's like I think it's in billions of dollars of terms. Yeah, it's in so seven. Yeah, it's in billions. But anyway, um, crazy increase over the, over over the year over year. But diving into their revenues, their revenues year over year down 7%. Quarter over quarter, yeah, we're up 17%. But you go look at their, uh, you know, net credit losses year over year. It's uh, down 15%, which is a good sign um, that basically their provision, you know, for credit losses went down. But, you know, if you look at it quarter over quarter, the provision for credit laws is actually going up. So they're thinking, you know, there's going to be some more credit issues out there. That's interesting to me. Uh, just the fact that, you know, revenues, you know, across the world uh, are, are, are down. They're, they're bang revenues down. They're not making as much as they, as they used to be. I find fascinating. I find fascinating. And no one, like, the, yeah, their net income number, you know, their, uh, you know, net income's up revenues not not up it's not up year over year you know quarter over quarter short sure but that's showing the problems in the bank industry and it, with yields going lower how are they going to be able to create money and make more money how 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 are they going to be able to sustain um sustain these numbers they're not going to be able to and you know you see the best stock trade you just see the best trading numbers ever you see the best uh investment banking numbers ever from all the banks you know goldman sachs especially but you know their business is investment banking it's because the fed you know money is cheap and free so we can make we can you know we can you know raise all this funding for other people but if they do too much if, instead of 
instead of lending out to consumers to grow the economy, they're they're doing it to in the commercial banking industry, the commercial commercial banking side of things, and instead of taking risk. They're taking the risk there, and you're, they're doing it with hedge funds and trading, and so they take all the risk on in there instead of with you know consumers. Then that's where you can see a huge problem. You know the the Bill Huang thing is just an example of that. Um, and so here, let's see here, cost of credit, yeah, global consumer banking revenues down fourteen percent over year, quarter of a quarter down four percent. Um, you know total cost of credit, it, it's uh. It's actually the number. The numbers is is better than last year. The net income is up still. But you go look at like the revenue from like retail banking and from cards. You know, down fourteen percent year over year. Down four percent quarter over quarter. Just not good numbers. You know, you look at like you want to see consumer credit growth, and you're not seeing that. How is the economy going to grow? You know, if banks won't go out and lend. You know, I'm a small business owner. And I want to go take out a loan to start a business, but they won't lend to me. Then how does the economy grow? So you're gonna you're gonna go lend out and you know try, try to raise funding, merge people, do some M and A, and that that's gonna you know that you're putting your money or towards that, but you know what if those companies don't like don't succeed? I mean it's just super interesting to me, super super interesting. Uh, people are not seeing through these bank numbers, and you know I think it you know sure short term short term you could see you know great numbers out of everyone. And, you know, everyone's rallying. But once they take away the punch bowl, you know, once yields continue to go lower, um, the banks aren't going to be able to perform like this, okay? They, they, ha- they, put, take away, they put away all this money that um, they're, they're protecting just in case people begin to default and there's credit problems. But because they're not experiencing that yet, it actually benefits their balance sheet because they don't have to, you know, dish out those, th- those uh, payments. You know, they're just, they're actually, they're at like, they're saying with the bank, so it boosts their net income. It takes away from that uh, bad revenue loss. So that's just fascinating to me. Um, going into their corporate side of things, you know, net income loss was uh, at, <laughs> was actually better than uh, it's better than actually Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan. There's some sides of this of Citigroup that are better than the other banks, you know, for the corporate side of things. Their loss was $351 million last year and only $170 million this year. Um, so up 52%, got to love that. But, you know, the co- consistent theme is consumer credit shrinking and investment banking and trading up, meaning they're taking uh, the risk in those kind of departments instead of on consumers. And it's bec- and I, I listened to a podcast and this guy said it's because of regulators and you know I believe you know in the wake of the financial crisis which is probably true what what is which which is true, but you know <laughs> not lending to consumers and you know in small business that's going to have an impact on the broader economy it's just basic and we're going to see that happen and I'm going to continue to have this uh, outlook point of view uh, in it for the long run. Not the short run. You know, I go off of facts, not with the crowd, and I'm going to continue to maintain this position. So going into Delta, I mean, adjusted pre-tax loss of $2.9 billion. Um, I mean, June quarter 2021 outlook, uh, scheduled capacity down 32%, sellable capacity down 40%, total revenue down 50%, um, capital expenditures down no sorry just 550 million in adjusted net debt 19 billion and so i mean it just adjusted operating revenue for march for the march quarter was down 65 percent compared to the march 2019 quarter 
a four points uh, improvement from December. Uh, passenger revenues declined 70% in March uh, compared to March, uh, down 55% lower from March of 2019. So basically, you know, all the, all the, all the big boys, all, all the CEOs, all the corporations to tell, tell you everything's, you know, squeak clean, looks perfect. You know, we're reopening, COVID's going away. So that mean that must mean that the economy is just going to boom and everything's going to look tasty. But I'm here to tell you, you got to see through those numbers. Like there, there are going to be places that you can definitely make money. And, you know, I'm not saying you know, the world's going to end, but I'm saying you, you got to be able to, you got to be able to dive deeper and, you know, think critically <laughs> about, about the world. Ha, have we gotten more productive? Have we gotten more productive? Ha, ha, has, has, uh, is there going to be this crazy demand? What has changed? And, and I can't really, I can't really tell you that anything has and, you know, just the fact that, you know, we're entering, you know, an expansion, huge economic expansion, huge cycle, you know, business is going to boom. Why am I not seeing a boom in, in lending to consumers? Why, you know, why, why are bank revenues down so much? Why are the deposits up so much? Well, because of, because of the Fed. You know, why, why are, all, why are the, all these, you know, investment banking deals going on right now? Why is it the best uh, quarter for fees from investment banking? Because they have all this money, they can just dish out. You know why are why are trading trading floors having their best quarter ever? Because of QE, because of the Fed. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, don't forget. You know, China debt debt debacles. You know, I've been watching the Hong Sen Shanghai markets down one uh, percent yesterday. I guess they did come back towards the end of the day, but you know, some selling going on there. So be wary, be careful. But uh, you know. Don't get too emotional. Maybe I get too emotional, but uh, I go off of facts. Is in it for run it for the long run. You know, the bigger the bubble goes, the harder it falls. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm loving that gold rally, loving the bond rally. So uh, not all negative if you own that. So uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good one.